You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. All right, guys, welcome to our wrap up episode. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we are here. We are doing it. I feel like we have so much to say today. I feel like we have so much we can share. I'm really excited to get to have this conversation with Sabrina. I'm excited to get to share it with you guys. So I know this has been a very interesting, popular, exciting season. So really excited to kind of take you through some of what it felt like and was experienced like behind the scenes. So thank you guys for listening this season. You know, obviously I think one thing that feels important for me to say to lead off, and I think I've said this before, but like everyone that comes on literally is super brave. I think to just like put yourself out there like that is like, you know, really incredible. But I think that you, Sabrina, have kind of made like the bravest jump because I think it's really different when you're at a certain level in business or have a certain amount of visibility to do it. So just wanting to say that one more time, I'm sure we'll talk about that more of it and really commend you and remind everyone to like show Sabrina some love on that because I think that it's easy to underestimate how, I don't know if the word intense, but like how intense that is to like be sort of like operating this super visible business and putting yourself out there in this way. So anyway, just wanted to say, I'm proud of you. I think you're a brave bitch and I love you. Love you. Thank you. Okay. So my first question in this is almost always like, how has this process been for you? So I feel like that's where we can start. And I'm going to, I want to share a little bit more than I probably normally would in a wrap up session about how it's been for me. Cause I also shared a lot at the beginning that this was the season I was most nervous about. So I kind of want to like share how that felt too. So anyway, tell us how has it been for you? It's been a mix of emotions. I would say. So I feel like at first it was like so great and so fun. And then when I got Clyde slash unexpectedly went on maternity leave and my husband was gone for a month in Australia, like shit really hit the fan. And then it just felt very like frustrating because I just felt like every week I was just kind of like bitching and complaining for weeks on end, but I really just didn't have any other update beyond that. So that's where then like some of the rubs started coming up. Yeah. But also I just feel like that's just like life sometimes, like sometimes like it just kind of like takes you out and you're grumpy for a month with your coach. But the difference is that like everyone got to listen to that. And so I think it's just tough because when you are so visible, like you don't necessarily show all of that. Not that you're not being transparent, but it's just like, you know, me being up with the dog and like feeling frustrated that I can't work. Like that's not necessarily something that needs to go on social media. Exactly. You know, and like, I definitely was like giving updates on like my Instagram stories of like training Clyde and what it was like. And, you know, I would post like a picture at 1am, like who's going to win the battle of Clyde going to sleep, you know, Clyde one, Sabrina zero. So like, <laughs> I definitely was sharing it, but I'm not like bitching and cussing and like losing my mind the way I would in a coaching session. So I think that's where it started to, to get a bit challenging, but I think overall it was a positive process. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that like it was super, super well received. And I think like the point of you doing it was definitely met and exceeded. But I, I mean, I definitely think for both of us, it was harder than we thought it was going to be. Right. Like, I think it was definitely overall so glad we did it, would do it again in a heartbeat. But I definitely think was actually harder than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like hard in the sense that it was like bad. I think it was more so just like the challenge of like all of the inside jokes and like all of the inside dynamic that we've had since like 2016 is now figuring out how to translate that to the internet. And like wondering how people are going to feel about that. And then like the other thing is like, what is like Lacey want out of this? What do I want out of this? Like, how do we kind of like balance all of that and still keep our like friendship at the center of it? And how I think something you had said to me when we were having a conversation about it at one point that I think is so true is like no other podcast guest has ever had to deal with or navigate six years of previous relationship going into it. So it was just like, never, it was literally never something that had to get talked about, looked at, navigated all of those things. And so I think that that was just like our biggest challenge, right? Is like the level of depth you have with someone that you've known and worked with for six years. And then how does that translate to the podcast in a way where like, we're still being true to like what literally is and being transparent for the podcast, but also like not doing a completely inappropriate level of sharing. That's just like not for people's entertainment or that's not your story. It's like, I feel like it's so weird to navigate that when you have like six years of history where like, there's so many times where I want to be like, oh, but remember this or what about this? But it's like, that's not what this is for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was a challenge at one point as I did start to feel a little bit like I was just kind of entertainment, not because there was anything that you were doing that was like exploitative, but it was just because of the nature of the situation where I felt like I was going through a bunch of crap for a couple of months, but then also like I personally was not receiving like any messages from people who were listening. So like my brain kind of only assumed the worst, like, Oh, like people think I suck. People think I'm an asshole. And I think that also just made it feel a bit challenging as like not hearing anything from anyone. So it was just kind of like, great. So like people get to kind of like listen in, you know, and then like judge or criticize or complain or like think that they know better than me or they would like handle the situation differently. And it's like, great, let's trade businesses and see how you would handle this, you know? Totally. And and again, I think it's like one, it's like that level of visibility. And then two, I think it's also like for me at that point, and I think this is something I could think about differently too, but like, I wasn't sharing any of the feedback with you because I felt like you were like, not wanting to be entertainment or any of that. So I wasn't like, look at all these people like being entertained, but I can see why that wasn't like necessarily helpful that I didn't share that either. But again, I think it's just like, so many more dynamics to navigate. And I think it was like, really a great learning process. And I have to say like, do you remember that document I made you sign? Mm-hmm. I, remember. I actually feel like we stayed true to that. Like, I think yeah. we had like really good conversations. I think we were transparent with each other. I think like we did a really good job of like navigating it. But I think the like most honest thing we can say is that it was a lot to navigate. Yeah, definitely. What about like the 
how do I want to say it? Almost like the long-term aspect of it, I think is something I want to talk about too. Like this was like a, a window into six months of something that is six plus years long. So tell me like you're feeling on that. Cause I know that that was sort of like a stressor point too, where we were like, do we continue this? How long do we continue this? Like, it feels just like there's like no end in sight almost. So it's like weird to end. Yeah. I remember maybe like four or five months ago, I think I had like pitched, like I wanted to do a year as opposed to six months. Yeah. And I think when I realized it was just going to be six months is almost when it started getting more stressful for me because like, that's just like such a tight window. And like, I think I would have felt like less stressed if I was like, I know I'm going through some shit now, but I'll have like more time on the kind of back end to make up for it. If that makes sense, not in the sense of like, I've got to put on like a face for the podcast, but also at the same time, like I have a very big business with people who are considering like, do I want to hire Sabrina to be my business coach? And if like 50% of the season is her having a mental breakdown, then like, you know, you might reconsider that. So (laughs) That was, I think, a bit stressful for me was like, it does feel a bit short, but I think I also just kind of decided like, I've just got to get over that and kind of release it. Yeah. And also I think like, it just is so cyclical, right? Like everyone has those seasons in business and then everyone bounces back. And like, obviously you've had them before and continued to bounce back or you wouldn't have the business that you had. Um, Should we tell them something now with that in mind? You can do it. Yeah. Okay. So what we are going to do, who knows, maybe for the foreseeable future, we'll see if Sab says fuck it or not. But at the very least, what we are committed to is in between this coming season and the next one, like, so in between season eight and season nine, we're going to do at least a three-part, three-session check-in with Sabrina. So we're going to record three coaching sessions. So that way she does not have to be on the pod for the foreseeable future and feel like, you know, that's always out there. I personally, just to be really honest, I want to go back to being your coach off the podcast. I've said that to you a lot, but we do still want to like bring you some of those updates. I think in a way we haven't been able to do for past literally people that I think will be really cool where it's like, we'll just do a check-in and we'll coach on where she's at. And I think that will be cool for you guys to see. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. I really am. I think another thing that I want to say too, is like how, and I'm like really curious your perspective on this Sabrina too, is just like how much literally feels so comprehensive slash isn't (laughs) right. Like you basically get 18 hours of coaching sessions and actually I think a little bit more this season, right. Cause we added a little, And I still feel like there's so much that went on in like your life and your world and your business that just can't possibly get touched on in that time slash. Also, we communicate a lot in between. So like that's not getting touched on slash also like 18 hours of six plus months of life is nothing. And I just think that it's interesting how it's easy to assume that like this is the full picture. And like while we try to give a full picture, it's just not, you know. Yeah. I think what, you know, what I would say is like as spicy as this season was, like it was 10 times spicier behind the scenes, (laughs) but like, would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And I think that is kind of like the challenge of, yeah, but I think that's the challenge of doing this with someone you've been with for so long is like, there's, and also someone that you're such good friends with, you know, I consider Lacey to be my best friend. I know Lacey's a bit of a slut and she has like five best friends, but I'll take one of the slots, but yeah, but like, 
there's so much that I would tell her that if it was just like a standard business coaching relationship, like I would never tell that person yeah. that stuff. I would just be like, Hey, look at my content plan. And the other thing is like a lot of this involves other people, obviously. Yeah. So it's not like really appropriate to come to the coaching session and, you know, do that. I did have that like one episode where I really lost my shit around some team stuff. And I remember Lacey was like, are you sure you want to record this? And I was like, hit record, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go. Um, but yeah, I think that there, there was definitely just like a lot behind the scenes as well kind of going on. And so, yes, you get like a really good insight into like the version that I can present. That's like respectful to all parties involved yep. on the podcast. I want to give you a lot of credit here, Sobs, because I think, I wonder if you would agree with this, but I think if it were up to me, we would have stopped stopped recording. Don't you think? You sure would have. Yeah. Yeah. There was a point where I really wanted to be done because I wanted to be able to be like, yeah, like your coach in the way that I wanted to and be able to like have all the dynamics and say all the things and, you know, include those conversations that wouldn't have been appropriate to include. And I felt myself quite like, yeah, like frustrated at that at a certain point, but I feel like you did a really good job of being like, nope, we committed to this. We're doing this. And I just like, really want to give you credit for that. Cause like, yeah, I think everybody would have been like, Oh, season seven abruptly ended if it was up to me, but I'm excited for both. Like, I'm really excited that we kept going and I'm so happy that this is out there. And I'm really excited for us to like be us off the podcast again. But I also think that like you really, you really drove the bus on that. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I think, I think that it would have felt worse in some ways to just kind of like stop it abruptly because all that happens at that point is like people speculate. Yeah, it's true. And I just didn't want to deal with that. So I would rather just like come to the podcast and be like, I'm struggling. Like, here's what's going on. Like, you know, my life is controlled by a 10 pound dog. It would have seemed like such a silly, most like eye rolly marketing message if we were just like, we're stopping because we want to be able to coach in a way that feels like we have been blah, blah, blah. Like it would have been like, yeah, shut the fuck up. It's something else. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Okay. So what do you feel like has been, or like, let me ask you this first. Like, was it how you thought it would be or was it different than you thought it would be? Or were you like, no, it's pretty much like how I thought this was going to go. I don't think I expected to have the bump in the road that I did in like January, February, but I think for the most part, the experience was what I thought. The only thing that wasn't what I expected was I would like get mad at you sometimes because I would be like, Lacey wants to do one thing and like, I want to do a different thing. And so then I would get mad and I would tell Paul, I was like, I'm just going to let her do it. And then I'm not going to be her friend anymore. And I'm never going to talk to her again. And he's like, no, you signed a fucking paper. Like, that's not how this works. But I was like, nope, it's fine. I'm just going to finish out the podcast, give her whatever she wants, sell the golden ticket, delete her number, <laughs> run into the sunset. And he was just like, I'm going to call Lacey if you don't stop. And I was like, it's fine. I'm fine. So I think that was unexpected. I think you did a really good job though of like like I obviously was like like really pushed you on like why are you upset like what do we need to do here and you did a really good job of like staying in that conversation and not just like dipping out of it like you you stayed true 
to the document that you signed. I did. I tried very hard. And I think it was such a, a balance too, right? Of like, I'm used to and like coaching you in a certain way. And yeah. I think that you're used to that as well. And so I think we were both just like feeling so much tension around that. Well, I think what's like kind of like, I'm going to be an asshole for a second, but like, I never listen to anything that you say. Like, would you like the version of me like eight months ago? Like I'll listen to you like three months down the road, but like in the moment, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. I would say occasionally, just to give myself some credit, occasionally I get you in the two week to four week range of listening, but mostly it's longer than that. I would definitely agree with that. For sure. And so I think that's where it like started to get frustrating because I was like, this is like so weird to have to like put on my like coach client hat. Yeah. 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 Instead of just like, I'm going to shoot the shit with her every Monday. So that was like, I think a bit tough as well that I didn't really expect. And it's not like, oh, I don't like listen to anything Lacey says because I don't think it's good advice. I think it's just because I've kind of like decided what I'm going to do. And then I just kind of like the kind of tension of like, well, what does she say? And like her disagreeing with me almost like affirms whatever I want to do. Yeah. That's like how you process. Totally. Yeah. But then that like felt weird to do on the podcast because I'm like, well, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, am I supposed to like now switch what I think? And then, you know, like, I know we had really different opinions on like hiring an OBM full time. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And so I remember like, that was like one moment that felt like a bit sticky, but like not in a bad way, but just in a, I think it's it's hard to translate it. Exactly. That's what it is. Like, I think we normally disagree about a lot. I think if people listen to most of my clip-ins, Sabrina's not listening to them, by the way. So she doesn't know, but if people listen to a lot of my clip-ins throughout this season, like that's something I say a lot is Mm. like this is how you process. We disagree. This is how we interact. This is how we engage. This is like what has always worked. But I do think the translation of that is super weird because I think it sounds like there's a lot more tension than it is, but then it also can be like, wait, is there, or is this supposed to be different? It's just freaking weird. Right. Yeah. It's definitely very weird when it's recorded. Yeah. I think that it's so, it's so hard. It's like you said, it's just so hard to like conceptualize like six plus years of relationship and dynamic into this kind of container. And so, yeah, it's just interesting. I think that people could walk away being like, oh, Lacey's a shit coach or Sabrina's a shit client or mm-hmm. they're both like whatever mm-hmm. together. That goes together. That goes together, right? But I think that also like one, I'm proud of us for being willing to show that and being like, fuck it, who cares? But also to be mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're, we were just figuring it out as we went too. Like, it wasn't like we like knew how to do this perfectly. We were just like navigating it on our own. Definitely. Okay. What do you think has been your biggest lesson? Mm, is this like a moral, like happy lesson or is it like a business strategy lesson or like, what's the thing that we're like, looking for? to give us one of each of like what people have said in the past or like what you think a lesson would be like, be yourself you can do anything. Like, is that that kind of lesson or, you know, I think it's more like podcast a week type of lesson. I think more the first, but less raw, raw. <laughs> less bumper sticker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
for me, I think a big kind of lesson from this experience slash the last seven months is just how capable I am of figuring stuff out. Um, Like I sent a CEO confessions recently where I talked about kind of like, basically I'm in the same spot that I was three months ago where my husband's been gone now for almost a month. And this time is so easy compared to January when I just like could not function, could not do anything. And so like, that was just three months ago. And like, I figured it out. And, you know, last time I was very unprepared. I was like, bye, have fun. I'll take care of the dog. So cute. And I was like, shit, this is like really hard. And then also like not having the team support that I needed back then, but just, you know, I'm very capable. I figure it out. And at the same time as all of that, like holding so much personally and professionally and like not being able to always disclose all of that again, not because I don't want to be transparent, but just because it's like other people's stuff. Yep. So like there was a diagnosis in the family, there was a divorce in the family, there was like my own personal stuff, like there was just so much happening that was unexpected, but I handled it. Yeah. And I think what is also really helpful to see there too is that like your business still grew through it too. Like it's not I mean, if I could pick like one thing for people to take away from this season, it would be that, right? Like I think obviously for you it wasn't like comfortable navigating that bump publicly, but I think you did it well. But I think in many ways, it was probably like the gift other people really needed from this season is to see that and to see that like your business kept growing. You had huge bouts where you were barely even selling and things kept moving. And like, you know, you can't do, you can't ride that forever. But like when you have a really solid foundation, you can have those bumps and it can like support you through it. And I think it's just cool to see like, not only are you so much more capable, but like the business almost like exists as this entity outside of you. And it's really capable to ride those waves too. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the work that I did the first half of the season really made that possible. You know, like we still had two podcast episodes going out every single week. We still had three emails a week going out. We had content, we had programs, we had sales, like everything was still happening even though I just did not have the capacity to be more directly involved. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Really cool. And again, especially because there was like so many team dynamics and all of that at play too. Like, it's just, I think that this is what people get confused about. We joked about this quite often this season, but like, this is ease. But like Mm -hmm. you did so much work to build the ease and that's where so many people get lost in the online space is there, they think that ease should be there without the season of building that. And it gets so confusing. Yeah. I think that there's just a lot of kind of stuff floating around in the online space, which I express like a ton of frustration with during the season of just people thinking like, oh, like if it's not easy, it's not aligned. And it's like, no, you just don't know how to do it or like you haven't done it yet. And also it's not that it's always easy. It's just that you can like create ease and find ease and like choose to think that this doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world. But I think a lot of people are like more vocal about what they're not willing to do for their business and what they are willing to do for their business. Yeah. 100%. Like you are, you very much are someone who has a lot of boundaries around time in your business, Mm -hmm. but your willingness to like do things, be uncomfortable, put yourself out there, build the things, do the hard thing. Like we can all have our lines, but like 
they can't all be alive <laughs> kind of thing, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like when I'm in my business, I'm a hundred percent in it. Like I'm definitely like present. Like if I make a commitment, I'm there like ready to go and I'm going to do it. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to, you know, do whatever I said I was going to do, but you know, I still have my boundaries. I still have my time freedom, but like I earned that, Yeah, you know, like through the hard work is how I got that. Yeah. I always say like, I bought ease and flow in my business basically. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's what, what is helpful for people to see here is like, yes, you can coast on that sometimes now, but because of what you built, not just because you should be able to coast. And if you don't, you have a shit mindset or something like that. Totally. But also I think the other thing is like, some people want to work more in their business and that's fine. Like some people like a million dollar business is not for everybody, you know? Like you kind of have to create the business that like matches your life and your goals and like what you want to experience every day, because if it's not fun, then it's not sustainable. Yeah. 100%. Like the reason you were able to get back into it is because you ultimately like being in your business. Yeah. Like I will sometimes like change some like structural things about my business in terms of like programs, but they tend to be like decently minor tweaks. Or if it's like a big change, like closing down my inner circle, I thought about that for like seven, eight months and had a lot of conversations about it, but I'm not burning down my business, you know, every five minutes. And I think the other thing is like, when I am making decisions about changing my business, it's to like improve the experience. It's not necessarily because I think it will make more money. Like oftentimes it does, but like when you make changes that are going to make your business more enjoyable to run, then I think you will be more financially successful, but also you'll actually want to keep running your business. It's interesting because I think like people are probably surprised by this in some regard, but I feel like there were very few conversations this season slash in general now, I think, right. That are like, how do we make more money? I mean, I think we say like, Mm -hmm. how do we sell more consistently? Cause that's just part of operating Mm -hmm. a business and stuff like that. But it's like, once you have a pretty well-oiled machine, you don't have to be obsessed with that. It happens if you keep doing the right things and keep cultivating the right customer experience and keep building the team and, and, and it's like, you don't have to make that like the sole focus anymore. It's almost like an offshoot of like building in the right way. Yeah. I think the other thing also is just, there's always like trade-offs to everything. So like for me, like what I want to protect is like my time and my profit So like, I'm not willing at this point in my business to work like 12, 15 hours a day. I did that part. So like, it's not so much like how do I make more money? It's like, yes, I want to keep growing, but like, I still need to keep my profit margin. I still need to protect my time. And I think the other thing is for me, I really want a long-term business. So making a bunch of money and then crashing and burning isn't really the vibe. You know, it's like more so like I need a long-term platform. I need a strong audience that I can sell to over and over. Like I need brand assets. Like I need funnels. Like those are the things that are actually going to pay off in the long run and keep paying me year after year instead of one big launch. 100%. So true. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we talked about what the most difficult part was, but what do you think has been the best part? Um... I mean, I'm glad that I was kind of like the first of your existing clients to do it. I'm glad I was the first multiple seven figure client to do it. I'm not necessarily sure I would recommend it to existing. I know. Right. (laughs) I was thinking that too. I'm like, I don't know if you'll, you might be the last ever, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to be the first and the last there because it really is so 
tough with the existing relationship. Like I think it's way easier when like the relationship is fresh. Yeah. So I think the best part I think was just kind of like doing it together, I think was really fun and really special. Yeah, I agree. I also, one of my best parts was, I feel like you would agree with this, but you tell me, but I feel like if this had happened, I don't know, two years ago, you would have just like ignored me and like not had the hard conversations and like, it just mm-hmm. felt really cool to see how we were able to navigate that and how I feel like we both were able to like figure out what felt really good to us in it. And to like, I mean, there were times you, you were mad at me for sure, but I feel like there was net, we were never like genuinely upset with each other. It was like, no, you know, we were like really able to like navigate it super well. Like for me, even though that was challenging, it was like the best part to be like, look at how like, well, this was handled. Look at how like bravely we like, both like spoke our piece. Like it was really cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. So good. Okay. What do you see? I'm so curious what your answer is going to be to this. I feel like a lot of times I know what you're going to say, but I have no idea what you're going to say to this. What do you see when you like look back at what you accomplished this season, how far you've come? Like, how are you processing that? How are you looking at it? How are you kind of metabolizing that now? I think that if you had asked me that like four months ago, my answer would be very different. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm kind of just now coming out of a slump. And so I feel like the kind of nature of the human brain is to just like fixate on like the most recent experience. It is. Yep. You know, so my brain is just kind of like, hey, piece of shit. You sucked. You sucked on the internet. Everybody got to listen to you suck. You know, so I think there's definitely like a little bit of that. I think I feel really proud of a lot of the kind of like work and systems and like content and all of that, that I've put into my business. Like I, in some ways, like wish this was like a video podcast. So like I could have like shared my screen more and like shown my hair and shown my systems and my SOPs and all of that. Do you want to do that? Like you should do that for one of your like master classes or trainings coming up. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I do a lot of that space guys to bring a master class coming at you. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of that in my millionaire program is just like show them the behind the scenes of my business, but I think it's like different, like hearing about it versus seeing it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel overall good about like what I've accomplished. And at the same time, I'm also just like, Oh, like I wish I would have like done a bit more if that makes sense. But I mean, business definitely grew. Business continues to grow. My personal podcast has blown up so much, which I am amazed by how much it has blown up. My Instagram has really blown up. My email list has blown up. Like all of the content work that we're putting in has really gone super well. And so like, I feel like that for me is like the most valuable because like, that's the audience I can keep like leveraging over and over. Totally. Yeah. I feel like you know, obviously it's easier from my angle, but I feel like you have just so much to be proud of. I think that you have always been good at like building the plane as you fly. But I think the fact that you're at a point in your business where you don't have to do that anymore is so cool. And it's so cool how systematized it gets to be now and like how much you were willing to do that, but that doesn't have to be what you're doing now and how much like everything you created that is supporting you. So I feel like And I also am curious like to hear what other people's 
perception is that I think you were also very hard on yourself when you were having that slump. Like I think to a lot of people, it probably seems like nothing almost, you know, not that you aren't like entitled to your experience, but I think just like, I think so, so human, so normal. So not like a mental breakdown or slump, just like distraction that you could afford to have quite honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that like the tough part about it being recorded is in a sense that like makes the pressure like feel worse because it's like, I should be doing more because I'm on the podcast. Yes. But I think the other thing that like I've always struggled with in my business is like, it was like a really like hot and popular thing, like four or five years ago to like hate Sabrina Phillip. Like people would go like, there was like this conference that happened in like San Diego and a client went to it and came to me and they were, she was like, this girl said she hates you. I'm like, what's her name? Look, Trap didn't know who she was. But I think it's because I was kind of like the first kind of like coach on Instagram slash Facebook female young to really like blow up. Yeah. And like, like the Forbes thing and all of that. Right. Like that it's, it's always like people who are doing less than you who want to kind of like tear you down. So it just felt frustrating because like I see who is opening my emails like I see the names of these big seven-figure entrepreneurs eight-figure entrepreneurs multiple seven-figure entrepreneurs and like I see that they're kind of like watching my every move I know that they're listening to my podcast I know that they're listening to your podcast I see them watch every single Instagram story and so the kind of visibility around it yeah I just really don't like because I know that like in the past it has been kind of a thing to like judge me criticize me think that you know me make up stories about me And that was, I think the tough part was like, I'm going through a slump and like the people are just going to like peck at my bones. If that makes sense. A hundred percent. Like, and people who don't know me are going to peck at my bones and who don't know so much of the context behind it. Like there's more to that slump than we're sharing. Oh my God. And I think that's what makes it hard too. Cause I think if people had more context in it, understood it would have been like oh that was like the most normal reaction ever like yes it was Clyde but it was more than Clyde right and so like for me like the most challenging time in my personal life and I don't even know how many years like three four five years yeah 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 for sure so I think that makes it really hard for you too because you're like respectfully not sharing that part yeah but then like people are seeing the outcome of that part and it's like yeah really hard to balance that but I think also like, that's why I'm so glad I had Clyde. Cause it gave me something to focus on like yeah. other than all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, cause like, otherwise totally. it could have just like locked him in a cage for 15 hours and been like, bitch cried out, you know, like not, not that I would do that. Not but, you that know, you would. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I was very like fixated on like, I must take care of this like small little puppy, yeah. which like came very like fresh out of the womb to us. And he's just a stage five clinger. Yeah. Which like now I love it because like he very much feels like my dog, you know, whereas Bonnie is very much like Paul's dog. I'm like, yeah, this is the best. Totally. Yeah. I just think that like there is so much more to it and it's just like so helpful to to name that. But I get why it's so hard to like be the one showing it too. Okay. What's next for you? I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to like ignore you for like two weeks. No, the fuck you are. I'm not going to think about you. I'm not going to think about literally. I'm not going to think about podcasting. You're so not ignoring me for two fucking weeks. Home. Well, let's see. You know, my phone broke. What can I say? But yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to kind of just like turn my brain off for a little bit. But yeah, I think that this was, I know that at the beginning of the season, I had talked about like getting business ready for baby and 
I, you know, mm-hmm. Clyde was kind of a version of that and it definitely like pressure tested yeah. systems. And, like, I think they held up well, like everything mm-hmm. in the business held up well, except for me, if that makes sense, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not a fair Obviously, statement, there was some like yeah. stuff at the top in terms of like operational support. Yeah. But, like, even then, like, that's what like frustrated me as I was like, I don't even notice that like this person's gone. Like everything else kind of kept running day to day. Like the content kept going out. So you held up too, though. Just because you had a slump, it doesn't mean you didn't hold up. Like that's not fair to say. I mean, I wasn't like like crying on the floor or anything. Like exactly. I've never missed a coaching call. I did my workshops. Exactly. I did all my stuff. Like for sure, I'm definitely. You showed up to our call. coaching. You showed up yeah. to your co- like. You know what I mean? Like, was it not was, like, fun was, to yeah. do? No, <laughs> yeah, no. But I was just at like bare minimum. But like, yeah, yeah. Me, like my bare minimum is still like I'm gonna hit my non-negotiables and yeah, you know, I'm not gonna like fuck off on clients or something like that. But yeah. Anything next for you in terms of the business that you want to share or do you want to make everyone listen later? I don't know what's next for the business. I think we'll just kind of have to keep figuring that out and just do it as it comes. I think that's the cool thing is like, we're going to have a coaching call in a week and we'll figure out what's next together. So they'll just, I guess, have to keep their eyes peeled and watch. I also just like have to say this because why not throw in a lesson while we're here? But Sabrina does not have this like seven year plan right now or whatever. And I think people feel like that's so crucial, especially if you have a bigger Mm -hmm. business or whatever. And I think like what you're great at is like adapting to what makes sense in the moment and what's coming and like knowing that what you have works really well, but also like not needing this like fixated plan on it. And so I, I think that answer is really helpful for people because I think people would expect that you would almost like have this perfect, like, Oh, I'll do exactly this next. And it like, just never yeah. goes like that. Y'all. I just don't think that that is even helpful at this stage no. in business. Like if you are like a hundred million dollar company or like a multi-billion dollar company, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to do that. Right? To. Like I read something about how like Jeff Bezos makes decisions now for things that are going to materialize in three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cause that's just like how much of a delay it is to like implement changes. Yeah. You know, like Apple is working on the iPhone that they're going to sell in two years, not the one that they're selling now type yep. of thing. But at this stage in business, like you really just need to pay attention to like, what am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing this week, this month, this quarter? Like that's kind of it. And another big reason for that is you need the data of what works. So like I'll sometimes have a client be like, should I do a webinar or should I do a live stream series? And it's like, well, there's a million different ways to answer that question. Which one are you more comfortable with? Which one do you feel you know better doing? Which one could you actually sell? But also like, what does your audience prefer from you? Like what converts better? Like there's no way for me to pick a magic answer out of my hat and be like, you should for sure do a webinar. Yeah. You know, so you kind of have to like test and experiment and get clarity through action. Yes. So, so helpful. Okay. So this is a little bit more bumper sticker too, but you can take it however you want to, but what do you want everyone to know? Like if is there like a takeaway that feels important or something about you that you want to make sure everyone knows this season, anything that feels important there, it better not be some shit about me. I can tell because you're, <laughs> I'm teasing you. <laughs> it can be something about me actually. Um, I mean, Lacey is a nice person. You should definitely hire her, but also <laughs> getting a spot. to like maybe apply for the golden ticket when it comes up for rent in a couple of months. There you go. Um, but Yeah. I mean, I think I'm like a rad person and I think I'm a good business coach and a good CEO and a good 
maybe not a good client. I'm an okay client. But like, I think people are great friends. So I'm a very good friend, but I think people get like a very filtered view at like what's going on in my business. And yeah, I think, I think I'm cool. I think I'm pretty fun and spicy. So if I am, let me know, but yeah, that's what I want people to know. I think something about you, Sam, that's so interesting is you have, I've told you this a million times. We always talk about this, but you have such a flat affect. Like, do you know what I mean? And like how you, and so I think it's easy for people to think like, you don't like them or you're not super warm, but like, if anyone gets to know you for a second, like anyone that you have a relationship with, you will like walk through fire Yeah, for them. Like, I, I think, yeah, it's just interesting. I'm, I'm not sure how that translated on the podcast, to be honest, because I only know you like I know you, right? But yeah. like, yeah, you are like the most like caring, warm person. And I think it's just, yeah, it's like interesting for everyone to like know that piece because I think you just seem like such a boss bitch and so like unaffected, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm a boss bitch who goes to therapy. So, you yes. know? pretty good with feelings and holding space and being a good friend and all of that. Yeah. And then also like, that's why it's so important. I think to have that like support and like mentorship, it's because like you need other people to hold space for you. So like Lacey does that super well for me here in our coaching relationship. Yep. And like, sometimes that's all you need, which I think is helpful too. Like how you were saying like, yeah, sometimes you don't listen to me for months. Right. It's not Mm -hmm. like that's the only thing you need out of coaching is for me to tell you something and you to go do it. Like, that's not really the point most of the time. It's like someone that's just like there seeing you, supporting you, holding space for you, giving you space to process. Like, I think that's so undervalued in our industry. And it's like what most people need and crave the most. But I think it's also just like a lot of pressure to expect that you're going to change your entire life or business in like a three-month coaching package or a six-month coaching package you know, I looked at our start date, like we've been together six and a half years now. So like crazy. there are some lessons that it took me a couple of years to learn. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. And it's like, not because I'm like dumb or whatever. It's just like, no. you need to like experience it enough times or like, you need to see it in a different way, or you need to be in a different place that it like finally like lands or clicks. or like you get it or like your circumstances have changed. You're like, Oh, I get it now. Oh my God. Can I be ranty for a second? Yeah. Do you know what irritates the shit out of me now that you just brought that up? When all of these things that like promise you, they'll like remove all of your challenges in like a single session. There is no such thing. Right? Like, I think it leaves people thinking that like, if they're not doing that for clients, they're not a good coach or if they're a client, not like having that like shift in a single session, they're not good. And it's like, this is not real. This is not how brains work. This is not how like mental health work, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I think it's just helpful to be like, yeah, it's like sometimes the lessons take a long time and that's why long-term support is really helpful. And that doesn't mean the support isn't helpful. It means it takes what it takes. Right. But also just like, there are things that like my therapist told me three years ago that like, I'm only starting to like fully understand now. And and it's like, it's not because I'm not performing the right way I should be in therapy or I'm, you know, dumb or don't get it. It's just like, sometimes you need more life experience. Sometimes you need more business experience. Sometimes you just need to kind of like be in it for a while. But also I feel like the point of coaching, like for me, it's not like, oh, I'm with Lacey because Lacey gets me results. Lacey makes me money. Like it's more so like, I like the experience of being supported, which is why there's no end date on that. Yeah. And I think there's such a pressure of like, I must make as much money as possible in three months or six months. 
And that's like not the point. Like if you want a business for six months, cool, get a business coach for six months. But if you want a business for 10 years, you know, then what would your kind of investment decisions look like? I bet they would be very, very different. Totally. So true. So helpful. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of this season. I'm proud of how you showed up. I'm proud of you for sticking in it. I'm proud of you for helping me stick in it. Mm -hmm. I think it was very good. That was fun. Okay. I'm sure everyone knows this, but just for the purposes of making it easy, where are all the places they can find you? Tell them your podcast name. I know you hate doing this and you just say, look me up if you want, but at least just tell us the podcast name. I was going to say Google. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. So my podcast is the Sabrina Phillip podcast. And we put out two episodes every week on Mondays and Wednesdays. I am very active on Instagram, which you will get lots of cute dog pictures, as well as business tips, daily reels, lots of teaching content. I have an email list, which is pretty cool, where I do my CEO confessions. But yeah, google.com, grantphillip.com, entrepreneur.com. I have a contributing writer profile, so you can go read my more, you know, blah, blah, corporate stuff for the nerds. There you go. Yay. Thank you. You're the best. I'm so glad we did this together. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you're going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three-minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.